a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I am your host, Rebecca Cressman, and I am stunned at the foundation I'm going to introduce to you today, the, the work it does to help heal. And, and it's the Unique Foundation. You've probably heard about the company, the Unique, but this is just a beautiful story. So we have brought in Shalane Maxfield, who is the president and the chairman of the board uh, for the Unique Foundation. And Shalane, thank you so much for coming this way and joining us in studio today. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Now, most people are not aware of the backstory of the, not only the Unique Foundation, but Unique itself. And I had the privilege of being one of the one, over a million people who watched a video that kind of told the story about why you're engaged in the work that you are. Can you take us back a bit and, and how it is that your family, you and your husband in particular, decided to try to help victims of sexual abuse and sexual assault? Uh, thank you. And actually, to go way back to where we feel like it really started was when my husband was going through chemotherapy. He was diagnosed with leukemia about six months after we got married, and he met another young man in the cancer ward whose name was Greg, and they got very close over the four months that my husband was in the hospital. And by the end of Greg's life, he was asking Derek to promise to live for both of them and do something good with his life. And I, we really feel like that's where it all started. And then years passed, and it was about six years ago that my husband and I were having a conversation about a survivor. And we always call them survivors, not victims. Thank you for that. We feel like they've survived and they've triumphed over something really horrible. To me, the victims are the ones that haven't made it out. Um, so we were talking about this survivor of sexual abuse and commenting on how awful it was that she had suffered and that she had carried the shame and guilt throughout her life and how negatively it had impacted her life and how unfair it was. and So that there, she felt like it was her fault or yes, that she carried some part the of the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, ch children are not responsible for sexual abuse. They're, they're children. They're innocent. They, they're worth defending and they need to be protected. And so many of them feel like they uh, lured somebody in or they were too sexy, you know, based on what perpetrators will tell children. And uh, he just said that that's so unfair, you know, referring back to the shame and the guilt and the negative impact it had had on her life. And he said, somebody's got to do something about that. And it was in that moment that it was like God spoke to his heart and he knew that he was the one that we were the ones that needed to do something about that. And it was like he had this incredible impression. Yeah, Derek, why don't you do something about that? Because he had retired 
sort of. He had he had built this software company and sold it and was thinking about what he wanted to do next with his life. And we had subsequent, subsequent conversations after that, and we really felt like it was what God was calling us to do, that he wanted us to help survivors of sexual abuse find hope and healing. It's interesting because um, in watching the video, I could place myself for a minute and imagine what it would have been like for you and Derek to have that conversation. And my first thought was, you know, if he was going to do a foundation, or if you were, since he had endured leukemia and he knew what that is like, how dangerous it was, that 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 um, that he would have been motivated that way. But it was this woman's story that yes. touched his heart. And Derek is actually a stutterer. And when we first started telling, it was actually presenters in our in our cosmetics company uh, about what he wanted to do and what we were planning on doing and funding. Many of them thought, well, it makes so much sense to do something for those going through leukemia or those who stutter. He actually does want to do something for stutterers, and hopefully that'll come to pass too. But we felt completely compelled to dedicate our lives and our resources to this cause. And we're going to talk in particular about that. For those who've just joined us, this is Shalane Maxfield. She is the president and the chairman of the board of the Unique Foundation. Um, the story of how you were inspired and Derek was inspired to create this foundation is, is quite the beautiful one, especially when you mentioned that there was a friend that he met in the hospital and learned to love and wanted to see healed as he was healed and, and that he had made a promise to himself to live life, do something meaningful. Yes, he made that promise to Greg because Greg knew that he wasn't going to live himself and um, he felt so compelled to even though he knew he wasn't going to live, that his somebody could live for him. Live and, for the both of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to to just do something great with his life because Greg, Greg was a cowboy from Vernal, Utah, that probably had no idea the impact that his life would have on the world because of that promise. And, the you know, the conversation, they had it many times, but Derek and certainly I had no idea how much that promise would change our lives and improve our lives and how much that promise and those conversations would have such an impact on so many people. Oh, it's it's a beautiful story and I appreciate it. And I understand the emotions too, because it changed your life. And in, and so the impact, like a ripple effect yes. uh, that it allowed. So let's talk about the idea, because I understand that there is a ranch. So tell me again, what is what are we doing or what are you doing to help those survivors of sexual assault. So one of the main aspects of the Unique Foundation is what we call the Haven Retreat. It's where we invite adult female survivors of childhood sexual abuse to partake of this four-day retreat where we teach them how to heal and we teach them how the brain works and how trauma impacts the, the brain. And when you're helping a survivor of sexual abuse or any kind of trauma understand what trauma does to the body and to the brain... It turns on a light bulb for a lot of them because so many of them have felt alone and they felt like they were crazy based on how they react to their triggers the way that they do. So with this new understanding and this information of that's your brain's way of protecting you, it can be life-changing for them. And then we add these other tools. We let them partake of about eight different classes all of which are optional, that they choose the ones that they feel will be of most benefit to them. 
there's things like yoga and Muay Thai, which is a form of martial arts self-defense. There's a mindfulness nature walk. There's a class on nutrition and there's a class on healthy sexuality and a class on forgiveness. And they just choose the ones that they feel that they can connect with. And they're also things that they may not have tried before. But now they have this opportunity to have this sampling of it. And everything that we do at the Unique Foundation at the Haven Retreat is specifically designed not only to promote healing, but also to be something that they can do back home. Because we don't want to invite them in for four days and give them this amazing experience just to send them back and not know what to do from there. So when you give them the tools that they can continue their own healing, it can be really life-changing for so many of them. Um that's a lot to learn. And and as president and chairman of the board, had you had any background in understanding trauma or or did you come along learning in this journey the same thing that those survivors are now beginning to learn? I've been a stay-at-home mom for 12 years previous to my work at the Unique Foundation. And I wouldn't say that I had any experience that would have indicated that this is what I would dedicate my life to. I mean, I have my own history, of course, but um, never in my life did I ever think that my life would end up this way, not end up this way, but that this would be part of my journey. And it's been quite the ride and uh, truly a privilege to me to be able to serve in this way. You mentioned a bit about the effects of trauma. And can you share with us just a few of those, just so that we kind of understand why you were so moved, you and Derek, about trying to create a haven, a place that that not only re-energizes, but builds back self-confidence and and understanding in those who come. So one of the simplest ways to put trauma, um, to make it easier for those who have an experience to understand, is for survivors, it's like living in bear country. And if you lived in Alaska and you were aware that there were bears around, you would take precaution and you would be well-educated on what to do if you saw a bear. But for survivors of childhood sexual abuse, it's like the bear never goes away. And you can imagine how exhausting physically, emotionally, and mentally that would be to always have this heightened sense of awareness, this shortness of breath and anxiety and and panic, and your blood is rushing through your body. And that feeling doesn't go away for a lot of survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And what an injustice it is that people are living that way just because people don't know how to take care of it or they don't want to talk about it or... Whatever the reason is that they, the survivor themselves doesn't feel like they can talk about it because of the way that they were brought up or the way they were treated um, in their childhood. And we just really want women to have a voice. Women are a powerful force for good. And when they don't understand their worth and when their their self-esteem has been damaged and their mentality is that they don't deserve the help. That's so detrimental. But if you can help women understand, and really survivors of all kinds of abuse, men and women, if you can help them understand that they have incredible self-worth and you can get them to embrace that worth, it's absolutely magical and miraculous what it will do for a person to be able to recognize that and then live as though they were intended for great. For greatness. For those who've just joined us, this is Shalane Maxfield. Um, you probably have heard of Unique, the cosmetic company, but today we're talking about the Unique Foundation 
and her role as president and chairman of the board and helping us understand its goal to help survivors of sexual abuse. It, um, I had a pivotal moment um, a number of years ago. I was listening to a news story, and they talked about just how common it was for children to be sexually abused. And it, it, it made me lose, my, I caught my breath because it's that prevalent. And, and I don't think, of course we know, children don't know that they're, they're not alone in this um, trauma. And, and I would say that a lot of children don't know that being touched in the ways that would be considered sexual abuse is inappropriate because for some children it's their normal. And the more that we educate parents to educate their children, the more uh, impact we're going to have, the bigger difference we're going to make because it's so important to prevent this. Um, I've seen so many survivors who have been suffering for years with this terrible, dark secret. And of course, we want to help them. Our our motto is heal the one, protect the many. But think of the lasting and huge impact we could have on the world if we could just prevent the childhood sexual abuse from happening in the first place. It would be amazing. And part of, part of what we do with our retreat is to help them understand that we have additional resources with defendinnocence.org that they can do that to help protect their own children. And I think it's important for people to know that our retreats are free of charge. The The women who come to them only pay for their travel expenses, and it's due to generous donors that we're able to offer these retreats and this hope and this healing free of charge because of those donors. We were mentioning, and I appreciate that, um, and I, w- I want to go to the st- statistics for a bit. One in four girls and one in six boys is sexually abused before they are 18 years old. It's horrifying, isn't it? Yeah. And you talk about if we could stop that, what a difference it would have. We go back to ripple effect, not only in that individual's life, but the capacity that they would have in their life if they didn't have this. Yes, in in communities, we've um, worked with uh, some career law enforcement who go into prisons and um, I asked him, his name's LeVar McBride, I asked him, how many, do you know how many of the inmates that you, the population that you're serving are survivors of childhood sexual abuse? And it's quite high. I think he said it's over 90% of them. Mm-hmm. And how, I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that the things that happened to us in our childhood that we have a hard time processing, and we're talking about 20% of our population that's that's huge. Our girls and by this. boys, right? Yes, it's one in five children are sexually abused before the age of eighteen, and it's horrifying. And anybody who has kids or knows kids, you know, if you look at a group of five children and just think to yourself, chances are good that one in five of these children is suffering from childhood sexual abuse, it sure makes you want to do something about it. So the retreat, as you mentioned, is um, is free for those survivors who want to attend it other than their travel. It's made possible because of sponsors and mm-hmm. the role that Unique plays in that as well. Um, but outside of those four days, you mentioned that you often want survivors to be able to leave or others leave that experience and feel like they can be a change. And, yes. And, and talk to me a little bit about that. 
Because to me, that would be very healing to say from the experience I've had personally, I can now try to protect those I love the most. We have actually seen it happen with many of the participants who have come to our retreat. They are turning into cycle breakers because a lot of the survivors that that we have at our retreat, it's been happening for generations in their in their families and in their homes. And just to know and to understand that it's not normal and it's not supposed to be and to validate that feeling that they've always had, that this is not okay, even though it's their normal, um, it's it can be life-changing for them. And when they, they go home and they have conversations with their kids on how to protect their kids and they have that conversation with their, their partner or their parents or whoever is in their life about the, what the retreat has done for them. It's, it starts conversations and that, that's how we bring more awareness is by starting conversations. But being aware of a problem is not enough. And yet I'm sure that as we are talking about this child sexual abuse, that for many people, it's hard for them to even hear that, even though it's a real reality. So the shame yes. it comes on all levels, not just survivors, but as a community, we're often very uncomfortable talking about a problem that we need to join together and solve. It's real. It really is a taboo topic. And um, I'm a lot more comfortable talking about it than I used to be because it's not very well received. But if we had um, a terminal illness or if we had a serious illness that was affecting 20% of our population, guaranteed 20% were going to be affected by it, we would stop the world from rotating and figure it out and do something about it. And this problem, it is uncomfortable to talk about because people don't want to think that it's happening. Somewhere in the back of our minds, we know it's happening, but maybe it hasn't affected us personally, or we think we don't know anybody. Or we think because it's in the past, it's behind us now. Yes. And it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, especially if nobody is willing to speak up and do something about it. It's called the Unique Foundation. And we're talking with Shalane Maxfield, who is the president of the foundation, as well as the chairman of the board, the board chair. And I'm assuming we talked about um, people having shame to talk about it. What are some of the other obstacles you've had or challenges you've had in trying to provide healing and support to survivors of child sexual abuse? The first thing that actually comes to mind is that people are skeptical that we're doing this for pure reasons. The um, Not everybody thinks that there are good people out there that would provide a retreat that costs us $25 to $2,800 per participant and just gift that to women who are in need. And uh, we do have a lot of support, but when there's a barrier that is skeptical of our intentions and who is widely promoting that um, we're not who we say we are, those people are preventing women who need what we have to offer from getting it. And so, yeah, that, to me, that's the biggest thing is the people that are skeptical who are also speaking detrimentally of us. Right. Which is hurtful, as you mentioned. It is. So many but I understand ways. that they don't know who we are. They don't they don't get it. And I understand that they're skeptical because it's a really amazing thing that's being done. It really is. It's not just me and Derek. It takes a whole team of people and thousands upon thousands of people who support us. But I understand why people are skeptical. It's just hurtful that they wouldn't come to us and ask and have a conversation with us and get a feeling from us about our intentions. 
we live in a world where there is a lot of distrust. Yes. And, and, and it might not even be outsiders, but sometimes those of us who are survivors may not feel like you can trust people. Yes. So there's a whole uh, bridge that needs to be built. How many survivors of child sexual abuse have gone through the retreat, the Haven retreat? We've actually had over 1,700 women. We're getting close to 1,800 women who have been through, which is pretty remarkable. I think we, we started these retreats in June of 2015, and we started with one group of 10 women once a month. And we now have three groups of eight women three times a month. And our wait list is about eight months right now. And we're, we're hoping to open a second location on the eastern half of the United States sometime this fall. We want to make it possible for those in the U.S. who are driving to be able to get there within a day. Having said that, we actually welcome women from all over the world. We only teach it in English so far, but part of our expansion dream is to have it in multiple languages and have re- retreat locations all around the world. All year long. The, we do the it all vision year long. Is, is thinking of these women and mm-hmm. some men on occasion. We hope to have these retreats for men at some time. There's some of the curriculum that we would need to change and um I know that some men do yoga, but that might not be the best option for our retreat. We'd have to um, customize it to be able to have men there. But that's always been part of the plan It's to have them for men as well in a separate group because we know that there is a tremendous need for men to get this help as well. Especially as we talk about ending cycles and yes. ending that uh, the hatred that we might feel about ourselves in general when we're a part of that cycle, men and women as well. This is Shil- Shalane Maxfield. Uh, she's the president of the board chair of the Unique Foundation, and we're talking about the Haven Retreat. Where is it located? You mentioned it's in the West. Is it in Idaho? Where is it? We actually have mm-hmm. one here. In, it's in Utah County okay. that, that we hold it, and we don't disclose the the exact location of it just for the privacy and safety of the participants who attend. But uh, once somebody is committed to coming to the retreat and it's time, we'll give them the exact address. So if they choose to drive to it, they can. But normally we would pick up the participants at the airport or the bus depot and all drive up there together. Mm. Um, And you mentioned over the last two and a half years that it's been open, the first retreat you've had over 1,700 women. Yes, it's getting really close to 1,800 now. So in addition to addressing and helping them understand um, trauma and how that's affected them, you mentioned that there are classes like yoga and did you say Muay Muay Thai? So is that to give uh, survivors tools that can help them have a more holistic and kind of balanced feeling in their life? We're trying to help them connect with their body in a healthy way. A lot of survivors of trauma just disconnect from their body because the feelings that they feel are too painful to feel. So it's easy just to numb. It's um, easier to self-medicate. Um, all, all kinds of negative effects come from trauma in childhood. And honestly, in their defense, they're just trying to cope with what they've been through. But if we can teach them a healthy way to connect with their body it gets them healthier and makes them more prone to added healing. I'm thinking, thank you, Shalane, of the number that 20% of us have been victims of child sexual abuse. So that means one out of the five people who are listening right now is our also survivors. our survivors. Yes. So if someone wants to um, have the opportunity to be a part of, of this 
Tell us how we do that. How do we reach the foundation? How do we recommend it to people? So I think it's important for everybody listening to understand that because there's been some miscommunication, not necessarily in this conversation, sure. not at all, that we're a domestic crisis center or, uh, you know, a battered women's shelter. We are specifically designed to help childhood survivors. So the people who come to our retreats are 18 and older now, and their abuse happened, their sexual abuse happened to 18 or younger. And just helping these women at our retreats find hope and healing has been amazing to us. The the reach that we can have, and I, I'm just, like, I've always felt like a nobody from nowhere, and one conversation changed my life, I, maybe two, but I didn't, I didn't understand the impact for good that I could have on the world because I was always focused on what wasn't right with me instead of what was and what I could contribute. And so these conversations, is that with women who have, are survivors, who have expressed with you what a difference this retreat made yes well mostly the conversation that greg had with derek and then the one derek had with me but we actually have many conversations with past participants or survivors people reach out to me a lot i'm not always the best person to reach out as far as clinical aspect goes because i i don't even have a college degree i just have a huge heart and wanted to make a difference which is proof that anybody can do anything but um some of the success stories that we have heard about what the the retreat has done for people are the things that keep me going to to know one woman reached out to me recently just to say thank you and to give me an update on how she's doing she's been uh she was a participant over a year ago um she's lost 60 pounds she's embraced life her relationships with her her spouse and her children are healing because of what the retreat did for her and what she did after the retreat to heal herself. That's beautiful. Um, it's been such a delight to have you in studio, and I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your emotional investment in the healing of so many people who need support, um, especially when they were survivors of children of such a difficult trauma. For those who want more information about the Unique Foundation and about access to the retreat, where should we go, Shalene? The best place to go is to uniquefoundation.org. So Y-O-U for Unique, Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E, foundation.org. And then for those who are looking for resources to have conversations with your children about a really awkward topic like sexual abuse, they can go to defendinnocence.org. Now, on when our applicants apply to our retreat, there's a button on there that is called resources, and then the Haven Retreat is what they'd click on. It's a very simple questionnaire. Basically, the first one is contact information, and then we get more information after that to make sure that we're the right fit for the survivor and that they're a good fit for us because we have 23 other women there. We want to make sure everybody is in a safe environment and that everybody who comes to our retreat is not any kind of danger to anybody else. And um, we rarely have to say not yet, and we accept almost everybody that applies. Shalane Maxfield. Thank you so much for your life's work. It is the Unique Foundation. Again, for more information on how to attend, go to uniquefoundation.org for more information on how to have these important conversations with our children and family members. Go to defendinnocence.org. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you so much.